to Robin and Joa Save the World, One Book at a Time, a spoiler-free podcast sponsored by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. Hello, everyone. I'm Joa. And I'm Robin. Welcome to this brand spanking new episode of the Robin and Joel podcast, where we may or may not be discussing <laughs> Project Hail Mary by author Andy Ware, author of The Martian also. Joa, I know, just for my tone of voice, Joa, <laughs> tell the good people what... Let's give a quick summary of this book without spoilers, yeah. which this yeah. is one of the more challenging books to summarize without spoilers. Um, I, actually, it makes me nervous <laughs> trying to summarize it without spoilers. Do you have any? Uh, I think you said it best. Martian part two, the Martian part two. So it, it's pretty much on theme with that one. <laughs> yeah. Just with a little mm. added, you know, special effects here and there, you know, so the readers will um, will be enticed to see what other additions he brought to this book. But it's pretty much on theme, no? It's it's very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, mm, okay, okay. I'm gonna read the description from Goodreads because. Otherwise, I'm afraid of giving spoilers. Yeah. So here we go. This is Project Hail Mary, the recent release by author Andy Ware, who also wrote The Martian, which was made into a movie starring Matt Damon. Ryland Grace is the sole survivor on a desperate last chance mission. And if he fails, humanity and the earth itself will perish. Except that right now, he doesn't know that. He can't even remember his own name, let alone the nature of his assignment or how to complete it. All he knows is that he's been asleep for a very, very long time. And he's just been awakened to find himself millions of miles from home with nothing but two corpses for company. His crewmates dead, his memories fuzzily returning. He realizes that an impossible task now confronts him, alone on this tiny ship that's been cobbled together by every government space agency on the planet and hurled into the depths of space. It's up to him to conquer an extinction level threat to our species. And thanks to an unexpected ally, he just might have a chance. Part scientific mystery, part dazzling interstellar journey. Project Hail Mary is a tale of discovery, speculation, and survival to rival <laughs> the Martian while taking us to places it never dreamed of going. Friends, I'd like to say this. The first sentence, Ryland Grace is a sole survivor on a desperate last chance mission, and if he fails, humanity and the earth itself will perish. That level of tension if we could have seen that tension in the book even once, <laughs> that would have been exciting, <laughs> refreshing. This is a high stakes book without tension, which is interesting. Joey, you're awfully quiet. <laughs> no, I'm just listening to you. So I, I think so I, I have this thing. I keep calling him Andy Weird, and it's where? 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 Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Jesus. Okay. Andy Weird. That tells you right there. Uh, Fro Freudian slip or something like that, right? So, uh, mm, 
I think I have a different experience because oh, I, I listened to the book. <gasps> oh, I you read see? it on ebook. Okay. Yeah. I almost wanted Dal, Dal Ceceruno to yeah, come what did she on say? Yeah. to talk to us about it because I believe she loved the book. Yeah. I, I, please inform me, inform <laughs> me, educate me. Tell me everything, Joa. Let's, I want to hear completely about your experience. I really do. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I read this one and then I went to read another book. I read this book, like I want to say two or three weeks ago. And then the other book that I read after this one felt less tense than this one. So that, that goes to show you that I had a completely different experience. So the thing with voice narration is that the actor that is, you know, that is narrating this story does give the lines tension and um because this book now it was it's it's all introspective because you have a character that is just talking to himself and um and i would i would think that that's kind of hard to pull off in a textual content you know as in a book but you can pull it off by um voice narration because you're giving that tone right that voice and and then i think maybe that that is the difference between digesting this book as a as a literary, you know, textual content or as an audible um, content. I think that may be the difference there. But I completely got the tension. I thought I had other pet peeves when it comes to this book. Do you want me to share those pet peeves? Very much. So uh, I know you and I talked in a previous episode, I can't think of which one, about the acknowledgments, right? And um, and I feel a certain way about acknowledgments that are just a list without no, uh, no other thing than just a list. I, I, I continue to think that this is just uh, egotistical uh, for you to assume that your list will be understood by all. And, and this is the second time that I see it. And it's the second time that I see it on a male author. And, um, and, and that rubbed me the wrong way right away from the beginning. Because you know how I feel about that. And, um, and, and that was one of my pet peeves. And uh, another pet peeve that I have is that I think this book was long for no reason. I, I think the book, the story ended a while back, but it just continued on going and, and it didn't need it to, to do that, you know? So that was, that was two of my, my pet peeves, but I felt the tension. I, I, I liked the overall story, but I thought it was long for no reason. That's just my opinion. Okay. I am fascinated by your experience <laughs> of the acknowledgements because my acknowledgments. Now I read the ebook. Okay. I have full sentences and not a list. Mm -hmm. So, but you didn't get full paragraphs. No, no. In the narration, it, it's just, it's a list of, of the, the, the British boy band. And, and that's all, you know, it oh, literally sure. just goes and names all of them. And later on, I get why he did that. But once again, that's very assuming. That's the perception that I got from it. And it's like I, the other author that we read. Remember that just lists a whole bunch uh, of, you know, and yeah. it gave me that same sense. Like, you're a little full of yourself to, yes. to think that everybody understands what your list is all about. You know, 
Yeah. Wow. Okay, so I'll just read like the first couple sentences of the acknowledgments that I have uh, for Project Hail Mary in the ebook, which is this is fascinating. I'd like to thank the following people who helped me to get the silence, the science as accurate as possible. Andrew Howell for helping me with astronomy and stellar sciences. Jim Green for explaining the basics of planetary science and how atmospheres work. Sean Goldman for telling me all about ex exoplanet detection. It, it continues in this vein. So I'm... I would have preferred that than the list that I got. Sure. At, yeah. Because that shows more heart for me, you know, about how this book came together, not just from one person, but you know, it it yeah. it's a group effort it takes, to create oh, a book. Very it's not much just so. one person. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. The other person who did the list was um Peter. Uh -huh. Uh, what was it? Peter Swanson. Yeah. It was Peter Swanson in Nine Lives who just barely gave a list of names. I'll tell you one thing. I recently published a book. And the thing that I ran into, Joe, with my acknowledgments was this. I wanted to name many wonderful people on Instagram. And some of the people that I wanted to name, I asked them, you know, how would you like me to thank you? How would you like me to put your name? And some of them were really... You know, some of us as women are in different positions and have different stresses going on in life. And some of them were like first name only, first name only. And eventually I just came to the conclusion that I, I just put a list of first names, which made me kind of sad. But I mean, for safety, it's not, you don't want to take any risks with anyone. So you'll find a, a first names. I, I write about them and where I met them and things, but you'll find a list of first names in my acknowledgments. And I feel sad because I feel sad because that's what was necessary to keep people safe. And that's a reality. And that really makes me sad. Yes, but that's understandable. But your acknowledgments are not just a list. Of, oh no, of either, I agree. You know, agree. random authors yeah. or or list of names and then that's yeah. it. And then you're expecting everybody to read your book to just know yeah. or understand. That that's what like rubs me really the wrong way. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's a pet peeve of mine. Like, so, not everyone can read your mind, you know. Don't expect that. Well, that's true too. And we should be, I do think it's important to thank and acknowledge the fact that books don't occur in a vacuum. You know, I'm very mm -hmm. How do I say this? I'm very aware. I'm very at a cellular level, Joa. I feel all the work that work that goes into a book because you know mine just came out, so it's fresh on my. Yeah, it's fresh in my existence, and um, yeah, and imagine yeah. this one as you know as such a big production that it was. You know, I, I don't know. I just like I said, I want to feel the heart of the author and the acknowledgments, because that's the only place where I can gauge who the author is, um, because that matters to me. Because, you know, it's just the same thing. I don't buy products from um, CEOs or companies that I don't believe in. And I, I do the same when it comes to authors. So a lot of people, I have to acknowledge, especially if you go to Goodreads, that I am going to sound like a lunatic in my future comments that I make about this. This book happens to have 257,000 ratings, friends. 257,000 ratings. 
Ratings? Ratings. And it has an average of 4.52, which we all acknowledge is very, very high. I mean, that's extraordinary. It has over 34,000 reviews. Wow. Friends. And it was just published, I believe. Hey, that publisher went to work, man. Hey. (laughs) You know that's right. That is accurate. Uh, It is a traditionally published book. I... Oh, here's a review that I can kind of, yeah. Read it, read it. Yes, (laughs) read it, read it. I love to hear you read reviews from Goodreads. Well, (laughs) and there are are a few I'm going to read for some different reasons. But Katie, uh, on 15th June of 2021, oh, so this, uh, she got an arc apparently. Uh, She gave it three and a half stars. Where is one of those authors like John or Hank Green, who, while I may not always enjoy their writing, I think I would like them very much as people. Where's voice shines through in this story and makes it easy to root for our main character. Despite that, there are some lingering problems with this story. Mm, Lack of character development, lack of storytelling or craft finesse, the dialogue. Even sometimes the internal dialogue is painful in this book, particularly any time that sex is mentioned. She drops a spoiler in the next line, so I won't continue. And it's not Mark spoilers, which is not cool. But I'd like to say this. Uh, I agree with everything she said. (laughs) I don't know about the John and Hank Green part, but I agree with everything that she said because... uh, Lack of our our main character is, I just thought, kind of one dimensional, not even two dimensional. So, friends, imagine you're alone on a spaceship. You can't remember your name. You can't remember how you got there. We need to feel that. There's a lot of telling in this book. And again, Hundreds of thousands of people enjoyed it. So I'm wrong. This is just me with an outlier opinion. But I didn't feel that at all. And the thing that I needed to feel was either panic or despair. Put yourself in that situation. Don't put yourself in that situation. Just vaguely imagine it for a minute and then look at something happy. Kittens, maybe ducks. Uh, The idea of waking up alone in a spaceship, very far from home. You don't know where you are. You don't know what's going on. You don't know who you are. Like that's a big thing, not knowing who you are. You'd be freaked out if you woke up anywhere and didn't know who you were, even if it was in your own neighborhood or even in your own bed. If you woke up and didn't know who you were, that's a big deal. I didn't feel anything. I I didn't feel a thing. It was a lot of telling and Every once in a while, like four times in the book, he has a sentence where it's like, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm sad. (laughs) There's there's not a character. I I really didn't feel there was a character. That's one little thought I had was the lack of character development. And what did you think about that, Joa? Do you agree, disagree? Because sometimes an audiobook, the narrator fills in gaps or, and I do think this would make a good movie. 
Yes, yes. I just kept thinking of the Martian and um, how that person was alone as well, just like this one. So um, I, I did a book log and where I mentioned how I don't remember the character's name at all. Um, and I just remember his sidekick. That's the only name that stays yes. with me. And and that and and I'm wondering on the book log why that is. And now I see why um, that happened uh, because it was just very forgettable. And, and that that's why I mean by like uh, I don't know. I think once they resolve the issue, him and the sidekick, I think that's when the book should have ended. You know, mm -hmm. and boom, that's it. We're done. You know, fade to black. We're good. Um, mm -hmm. But it continued on. Um, and, when on, it comes, and on and on and on. <laughs> and on. <laughs> but when it, it comes to the character, though, um, it was it was very. I have a vaguely recollection of thinking, "Oh shoot, he's doing a lot, a lot of telling." And my thought process was like, "I guess you can get away with this when you have a movie deal and, you, and you're traditionally published, because you know." Uh, if my book comes out like that as a new author, I'll be like crucified. Maybe I'm being overly dramatic, you know, but you're everyone not, will be like, you're not, no, no, dramatic. you know, as yeah. an indie author as well, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, then that's why self-published books are blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And things like that. Uh, but I did have that thought come across when I started the book, but yes, the narration makes the character sound as if, he is going through something when that is happening, you know, when he wakes up and, you know, all that stuff is happening and, and he sees his, his friends and he don't even know who they are. And, um, but it is, once again, it is very telling because he's like, I don't know who these people are. I'm supposed to feel something, but I don't feel anything. And, um, and, and that's the line, I think I'm not, don't quote me on that line, but you know, that that's, mm -hmm. that's what it's in there in, in the book when that happens. Yeah. But the narrator, he his tone is confused, you know, so I get that from him. But this is a lesson for authors that words convey emotions if you don't have the audible or, or the movie version of a story, you know, so you have to convey those emotions with actions, with words that the characters do. And I think that's what this book lacks. And that's why the character feels like a cardboard almost. I have, I'm going to speculate. And mm -hmm. again, a lot of people really enjoyed this book. So these are just opinions, friends. Take it for what it's worth. I wonder if he wrote the script first. Ah. Because as a script, you don't need to include all that emotion. You can rely on the actors to fill in the gaps of that with good acting, with a facial expression, with a anything, a certain glance, a certain movement. As a script, it would work better, although it's still too long. I stand by what you said. That's why I say it's too long to be a script. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, remember The Martian was still a very long movie, and they cut out like about two-thirds of his obstacles, you know, of Mark Watney's yeah. obstacles in The Martian. Let's talk about that. Julie had thoughts. Now, Julie is a friend on Goodreads. And by a friend, she's someone who reads books. I don't know her personally. But here's what Julie thought about Project Hail Mary. Andy Ware cannot write, and I'm tired of people pretending he can. First, let's talk about characters. Well, there aren't any. 
I only see a vague, man-shaped science textbook in an astronaut suit. Wait, let me put my glasses on. Oh, I know him. Quirky, wisecracking, nerd who likes space. It's Mark Watney from The Martian. Mark Watney's alone in space. Again. Can you believe his luck? Anyway, he's alone and he's quirky and nerdy and that's all nicely boring. But hold on, there are flashback scenes. We get to meet other people, a diverse group of scientists from many countries to save the world. Yay. No, I take that back. No, yay. This is no diverse group of scientists. This is a collection of bad, outdated racial and character stereotypes stolen from bad Hollywood movies from right white directors. Sure, the Russian drinks vodka. Asians speak with bad accents. Yep, sure. So that was Julie. Yes. <laughs> I, I gotta say, the 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 stereotype of research PhDs was hardcore. Uh, Dr. Annie Shapiro and Dubois, like, that was weird. Yeah. Everything about that was awkward and strange and cringy and wrong. And as the other reviewer mentioned, every time sex is mentioned in this book, it's like robots are talking about it. It's very weird. It's very strange. Um, Maybe that's why I call him Andy Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Where? Like, uh, like where? Like W-H-E-R-E. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I know. But I mean, weird is just going to stick with me because. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, he, he's fine. I'm, I'm sure he's a fine person. It's hard to write a book. Um, mm-hmm. Fast. I, it, it's hard to write a book and I, there are other reviews that comment too about character lack of character development kind of cliche uh, kind of <laughs> cut out characters you know who could be in any book so many plot holes some people go into the science um I, i'm gonna confirm there are problems with the science uh but i tried very hard not to go there and to just kind of suspend disbelief because it's not meant to be. Although, friends, if you don't want to read a lot about science, this is not the book for you. There's a lot about science. In fact, I gave it to my husband and said, oh, you're going to love this. And I gave it to my daughter, but she hated it because she's um, she's a scientist. <laughs> she hated it because <laughs> there are problems. But anyway, that's fine. But my husband started reading it and he enjoyed it. And he's only read like the first three chapters, but he enjoyed it. I don't know. It was very promising. The opening is very promising. And I wish I wish it had gone in another direction. There are some things that it explores that I really liked too. How do I say this? Events that occur in space. <laughs> I'm trying not to give spoilers. There were some lovely events that occurred in space that I did not expect, that I appreciated. And I just wish that I had cared about, I can't remember our main character's name either. I wish that he had been more like a person. That's the problem. Everybody was just a cutout. Sprat, I have something very particular to say about 
Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Spratt too, because there is a mistake in this book, and I'm going to call it out because it's some foolishness. It's some patriarchal nonsense that they're spouting. Strat. Uh, okay, so Strat is randomly in charge of the world now unilaterally and she can do everything and there's never any problems with that. Sure. Let's just go with that friends. Let's just go with that. That could happen. And she tells our main character that she only wants to have of the three astronauts that they can fit into their little spacecraft. She's only interested in having three heterosexual men because those are the only ones who could, who could get along. Um, wait, who starts wars? Uh, who gets in fistfights? <laughs> Who's in jail for domestic violence? Is that, who is that? So, Joa, let me personalize this. Uh, I know that when you were in the army, no women ever helped you with childcare. You never helped another woman with childcare. There was no cooperation. I know that for sure. Ah. <laughs> like, it seems to me the people you want to have regardless of sexuality, by the way, the, the heteronormativity, the, anytime you privilege heteronormativity, I'm like, mm -mm, I'm out. So it seems to me you want women because women oh, are yeah. forced to live in difficult conditions all the time. <laughs> women have to take a lot of stress and women work cooperatively all the time in a very regular way. It is only how do I say this, friends? Mythology, legend, lore of the patriarchy that women compete or are backbeating, backbiting. Or a caddy. Yeah. yeah. And, and what I mean by that is I have no experience of that in my life and I'm old and I've never seen it. Like I don't see women plotting against other women. I have tremendous experience of seeing men plot against other men and men taking action against other men and taking action against women too. Uh, but I have I have had very good experiences with women, even strangers, like even on Instagram, you know, just lovely, wonderful people, supportive, great. Are women perfect? No, I'm not saying that. Don't get excited. What I am saying <laughs> is this blatant statement that occurs in the book about we need three heterosexual men to be in this capsule going to space. Mm -mm. No, not any day. Wrong. Just wrong. Incorrect. Inaccurate. Wrong, wrong, wrong. No. Yeah. I, I, I specifically had a book lock on that argument. And it, because it just wants to be another. It? Yeah. Another thing that rubbed me the wrong way was that. Let me, let me find it. I'm going to put myself on mute and Ooh. find it. Hold on. Play all your book logs. I love Joa's book logs. They're in the moment. They're hot and spicy. Joa doesn't hold back. She says what she thinks. She gives it to the people straight. Where is your book log? She's looking for her book log. Where is your book log? Found it. Ready? Ready. Okay, here we go. Book log five on Project Hail Mary by Andy Weird. I find it peculiar that a book written in this day and age will still have an an argument that is kind of like behind its time when it comes to sexism. And Robin and I have talked about this, how we we would love to see a representation of um, women and men relationships that don't have anything to do with sex. 
but that are just friendships because those exist quite normally and quite often in the real world yet for whatever reason we still want to push this this fantasy or you know that it's like it cannot exist unless there's some sex or sexual tension uh, between those two human beings which is absurd it's absurd it's like why why are we so intent on pushing that narrative and in fictionalized concepts or creations it's just it doesn't have to be there and i just once again i just i don't think i'm a little disappointed that the argument is in this book that was published in 2022 and the argument is not something that is um significant or reflective of our times now um that's that's my disappointment that's my gripe of it and i would like to also add to this argument that the character that says this Dr. Strath or whatnot, right? She seems to be ahead of her time in it, you know, in, in her own personality, in her own way. That's how the character has been built up for me. This is my opinion. That's how I feel the character has been built up all this time in this book. So please understand how, how that seems so odd when I when I read this, when I hear this on the audiobook of this coming from this character that's something that um i i say is mischaracterization is incongruency between the character is when a character does something out of character that is not it's not meant to be there it really took me out of the story so that's why it, it's important for authors i think right to to really understand their characters and however it is that is is best for them to do this by some do it with author questionnaires or they're doing by having it like a complete profile when it comes to the character how they look their likes their dislikes and all of that a historical uh data on that character and so forth but i just think like coming from a character that is uh, a scientist that is you know is so ahead of her time for her to have this argument is just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know the data that the character knows, you know. Uh, but I, I just think when it comes to saving the world, I think it'll be more things than um, people's horniness or, or what they may or may not do with their sexual organs. I don't know. That's just me. Okay. Bye. Now that was an award-winning book log, Joey. Thank you very much. <laughs> I had to park to to uh, record that because I just I couldn't I couldn't continue driving and then just you know uh, yeah oh, wow. not record that yeah so that I parked my car. car yeah that was in the car oh, <laughs> oh my gosh I felt some sort of way when I when you I heard did. that I was like Jesus really in a book in 2022 we're gonna have this argument I'm like oh Jesus yeah and it's about saving the world too that that's what like irked me the most it's like when it comes to saving the world, that argument is so illogical and it's so archaic to, uh, to begin with. And then you put that, that argument on the character that's supposed to be ahead of her time, progressive, a, a mm. woman leader, you know, that would understand those things to begin with, you know, because as a woman leader myself, I know that's an illogical argument, you know, cause I know we can go deploy and do certain things and go training and we don't have to have sex with one another because we have a mission to do. And that's what we focus on. And that's what we do. Um, yeah. So this argument was just like so stupid. Sorry to stupid. use that word. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. 
But lots, lots of people like the book Friends. Uh, Bill Gates <laughs> left a review for whatever this is worth. Bill Gates <laughs> left a review on Goodreads and he liked it. Uh, it's interesting. The people who liked it tended to write shorter reviews. And this made me wonder if this is typical. So on Goodreads for this book, it, the people who liked it, who gave it five stars in particular, tended to write a number of sentences, four, five, six, seven, eight. The people who hated it tended to write paragraphs, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> I wonder if that's typical. I'm going to look out for that in the future. I, I will say I can see this as a film. I do yeah. think it would lend itself almost, as I said earlier, it does almost feel like this was written as a script. I will also say that I found the first four chapters much stronger than the last half of the book. Mm -hmm. Ooh, the last half of the book is mm -hmm. to say that it's I'm repetitive. Like, yes. I'm like, Ouch. Jesus, just, just, just finish it. You know, just, you did it. Okay. That's it. Close the book. It's good. Yeah. It, I, I don't know if it was like a word count that he needed to reach, you know, or something like that, but I'm like, okay, this story was done and now you just like dragging it. It's yeah, it was it's a little annoying. Listen, yeah. he has ideas. Andy Ware clearly has ideas. And I like his, he's obviously a good soul. Can mm -hmm. we say that? I, I feel like, you know, that kind of comes through in his writing. So that's lovely. But I wish sometimes, you see, here's what I wonder. I wonder if he got caught in the traditional publishing trap, which isn't, this is neither a knock on traditional publishing, let me explain, nor a knock on traditionally published authors. It's just part of how things are, right? And so here's the trap. You have, a, you get a book contract for two books, right? And your first book, and we know that Andy Ware published The Martian initially a long time ago. And so of course it had several versions, a lot of readers, a lot of thought and care and time. Maybe it got polished up a bit, right? Maybe it was on a 10th draft. Who knows? I don't know. And now he gets picked up by his self-published first. Now it gets picked up by a traditional publishing company. Okay, great. He has a contract. He has deadlines. He has pressure. He has people to answer to, an agent, an editor, a publishing house, a marketing team, a PR team. Like there's a lot of people involved and cover artists. Now he has a limited amount of time to produce a second book under his contract. I know Artemis is already out there and maybe that's a lot of pressure and maybe it was a three book contract. Who knows? But there's a lot of pressure and there's definitely a shorter timeline. Generally it's about a year. Generally, sometimes less, sometimes slightly more. So I wonder if it was the pressure of the timeline because really the end of the book and the beginning of the book are not the same quality, right? And that's okay. That happens all the time. And that's a typical thing that happens to us writers because the beginning of the book is there. We revise it, revise it, revise it, revise it as we write the rest of the book. And so it tends to be the most polished part of the book. And that's just normal. That's fine. But the end of the book, <laughs> about 10 chapters could have been condensed into one. And yes. the level of repetition um, became a bit like really <laughs> toward the end. <laughs> it was kind of a lot. We were the same thing over and over and over and over. Zen and I, Zen and I, Zen and I. Okay, we get it. And so 
There we are. We're trying not to give spoilers. That's why we're trying to be very careful here. But I think if you're a diehard science fiction fan, give it a try. Give it a try and see what you think. And maybe be careful about reading the reviews because I did notice two reviews on Goodreads that weren't marked with spoilers, but contained spoilers. In fact, contained the biggest twist in the book. So maybe just get it and read it. See what you think. If this comes out as a movie, I bet it'll be excellent. And of course it will, because the characterization will go deeper because of the actor's interpretations of it. And it will be condensed to script length. And all those extraneous chapters in the second half of the book will be cut. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. (laughs) And it'll be a fine movie. (laughs) I do admire his ideas. I like the fact the Martian was clever. Um, This... I also kind of felt this book needed more. I felt like there wasn't enough meat here, probably. But that may be, again, just me. Not enough happens. Now, when you Characterization. That's what it's uh, missing. I also thought it was missing plot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So here's the thing for me. I come from mystery, okay? So take everything I say with a grain of salt. As a mystery writer, something has to happen in every chapter that advances the story, okay? We have to have red herrings. We have to have suspects. We have to have motives. We have to have things happen. That's part of the mystery genre. This book is not in the mystery genre. This book is sci-fi. And there are numerous chapters where nothing happens and... The same thing that happened two chapters ago happens. So we do get into kind of a feedback loop. I wish, I, I here's what I wonder. I wonder had he begin, been given more time, I suspect this would have been really something because it does start out pretty good. I, I do wish he had developed any character anywhere. I mean, <laughs> any character. but. I think there could have been more to it. Yeah. And maybe he wrote the script first and maybe this is based on a script. That's a new thing. If you watch AuthorTube on YouTube, that's a thing that people are doing. They're writing the script first to kind of get in touch with the story, get a feel for the entirety, the whole arc of the story. And then they're writing the book, which is kind of an interesting idea. Whatever works for you, whatever works. But this, this book will bring people joy and He completed this book, and I don't know what I'm going to rate it. Books like this, I have a really hard time rating. Joa, what do you think? Mm, I rated it a four because it was not a complete story for me, and there was a lot of things that bothered me about this book. Um, But that was that was so I rated it a four because I got the audible. I have the audible version. Okay. So I did feel the tension. <laughs> Robin. Okay? I, I did feel the tension. <laughs> you better. Would no, you please. The way, the way I rate is the way that I rate it. I don't, I don't hey. want to explain it to people. But yeah, I rated it a four. I like. I like. The, <laughs> Joe is ready to throw down. Yeah. Don't so. you question my rating, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But, you know, yeah. So Ooh. I thought it was okay. It was a. Uh, it was an okay story. Um, the tension, I felt the tension. The the two things that I have a problem with is what I said, the acknowledgement that 
argument and um and everything that goes along with that argument and the dragging along of the story um those are those are three things that i had a problem with but overall characterization you forget yes, characterization, and characterization. <laughs> uh, but overall thereof. it entertained me i expect the book to entertain me oh, okay. and um and this one entertained me um while i was reading it and and that's what i expect of all books stories to entertain me um so yeah so i gave it a 4 did you, my good include, did you include in your review that you um, heard it, that you listened to it on audiobook? I'm trying to remember to include whether I read it as a paperback or an ebook or an audiobook going forward, just so people know. I'm uh, looking through my Goodreads right now. I don't, I don't know if I said anything. Hold on, let me, let me check. I, most I, of the time, it, like if I'm short on time, I just rate it. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know, Same. and then just yeah. Which is, I know it's bad, but time is of a crunch. So no, I didn't say anything. Whoops. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. You can always change it. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, review, even if it's only one sentence, I'm trying to write a review for each book. And I'm trying to say how I read it because time and time again, Joe and I find the experience of an audiobook can be disparate really intensely disparate to the <laughs> yeah. experience of reading an ebook and I, I think that's an important thing to keep in mind some books maybe just should be read especially memoir um yes. uh, should be listened to on an audiobook that there's just a bigger experience and other books maybe it doesn't matter as much so i think it's a nice note for other for those who come behind us to have joa oh <laughs> You remind me, I have an experience with, where I think that the textual, you know, um, a book book would have served better than an audiobook um, on the okay. last read that I have. <laughs> I actually had the opposite experience. I was like, oh, I think I would, this would have served better if I read it, you know, like actual read it and not listen to it. And it was, um, oh, God. And it was, it was uh, one of those mystery. Let me see the genre. Hold on. Oh, God, Lee. One of Us is Dead by Geneva Rose. I I read that one. And then the thing with this one, it it has the, the structure is like present, past, present, past, right? That's the structure of the book, but it's present, past, character, present, past, another character, present, past, another character, okay? And, and it's like that. So imagine listening to that. And if the narrator if the one narrator that they're using doesn't change their voice, imagine how confusing that is for me to note who who is who in, in, in there. Um, so I was I was very confused throughout um, a good chunk of this book. At the end, I kind of gather what the story is about, and you know, gather how it may have ended. It was a nice little twist at the end, but I was uh, fairly confused throughout because of that. And I think books like that, that jump from character to character may be better. If they don't have different narrators for each character, I think it would be better for me to just read it. Wow. Dual. Wow. Dual timelines, multiple POV. Yes. You yeah. had a lot going on. Yeah. A lot going on. A lot going on. Books are hard to write. I credit anyone who's finished writing a book whether or not it's published, even if it's in your drawer, if you have written a book from beginning to end, kudos to you. You're a star. 
Joa has no feelings about that comment. No! <laughs> What's going on, Joa? I agree. No, I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Did I, you have extra coffee today or something? Did you have some Baileys in your coffee today? Something's up with Joa today. She's sparky. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, shoot, my chair. No, but I, I completely agreed. Yeah, a book is, is very hard to write, you know, the, mm. the structure of a book as well. And, and it's just because you got to think about how can my ideal reader digest the story best, you know, and then you got to put yourself in those shoes and then try to craft a story like that. Because I, I believe the first draft is for you, for the author to write to themselves. But then every draft after that, you're writing it for your ideal reader and, and how you can entertain them, how you can take them out of the world that they're in and into your world and how they can digest that story and get the things that um, are relatable to them, you know, out of the story. And, and that's that's hard to do because you think about plot, structure, you know, characterization, story as well, because if you don't have a story there and it's all plot, then it's also gonna flop as well. There's a lot going on. Yes. <laughs> What am I talking to? I mean, you just published the book. Yeah. And you just went through yes. all that labor, you know? So oh, yeah. And now you're yes. drafting, right? Or refining. Uh -huh. the, yeah. The other ones. So you're going through it. First draft. Yes. And I realized why we've talked before here about the fact that I have a lot of completed but unpublished works. And I now realize why, because I love writing. I really love writing. Writing and I are good friends. I don't want to go a week without my good friend writing. But publishing and I are sworn enemies. <laughs> I am not good at filling out forms. And I have a deficit in executive function. That's the f technical name for fill the filling out forms uh, kind of skill. And so publishing is a lot of forms and a lot of exacting detail and a lot of, a lot of everything. And here I am not good at it and trying to, trying to do stuff, but you know, we're all learning, we're all growing. And so I kept going. So Related by Murder is available currently in paperback and an ebook. It has a beautiful cover. I, I've said it before. It's by Safran Amati. You can find her on Instagram. She's a gem. Uh, and I really appreciate her help. She did all the covers. You know, you have to do a separate cover for paperback and a separate cover for audiobook and all the things. And yeah, but I love the story. I feel proud of the story. Uh, I'm, I'm getting interesting comments already. People are talking about Elise, the main character, uh, and they're wondering what Elise would be doing. <laughs> In different scenarios, which is so much fun to think about a character and put them into real life. It, it, <laughs> it's awesome, especially an unpredictable character like Elise is just a lot of fun. So it's been lovely to share the book with people. That part too, I like, Joa, I like sharing my book with people, because I hope it's a gift. I hope it's a gift of love from my heart. I hope, I hope it makes you laugh. I hope it makes you feel seen. I really hope it feels seen. Representation is tremendously important. And my book is meant to 
represent my life, my friends, um, and many, many different types of people, not just rich white people, but many, many different types of people who are all just people. Everybody is a good, a good soul, except there's murder in my book. So mm, no spoilers. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not so much. <laughs> they are good souls, but mm, it's complicated. It, it's very well explained in the book and there's great closure. I do like to tell people there's great closure because the one thing I really hate in a mystery is when the book either ends too abruptly or you kind of don't believe the ending mm-hmm. or the ending feels incomplete or unsatisfying. In my book, there's great closure. You'll feel that's good. You'll feel good. And it's not a downer at the end of the book. <laughs> hmm, there you go. And so we that's... have the paperback version now. Yay! <laughs> Related to murder. Yes. <sighs> it's up at Barnes and Noble too, which it kind of freaked me out. I don't know. I don't know why, but. You know, because I'm the one who put it onto Amazon, right? So I know it's available on Amazon because I uploaded it through KDP and all that. But to see it at Barnes & Noble, that's so exciting. I didn't do that. That's a distribution channel. So that's fabulous. I was excited. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like magic, too. It's like, oh, Yeah, there right? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hey. you saying that on Instagram. Oh, there's my book. Okay. <laughs> How are you, pretty girl? How are you? But anyway. She's smart too. Don't worry. Mm. (laughs) She is. She is. But, and now I get the luxury and the privilege and the joy and the excitement of being back in drafting. Yeah. Drafting. I like editing. I like drafting. I like writing. Mm, It's a good place to be, Joa. It's a nice place to spend the summer. I hope this summer I will write. And then the whole goal is to have another book out late fall, early December. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. You're going to be a publishing. Oh, we, ah! hope, we hope, Joa. We're trying over here. We're trying. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm going to be the novelist. We'll see how that works out. Yes. You can watch my progress, friends. Watch my progress. Hear all about it. I'm about to send out a newsletter for May where I'm going to talk about Uh, very candidly about uh, self-publishing and my particular recent self-publishing experiences trying to go wide and trying to. So if you're interested in that, sign up for my newsletter. I'm very candid and I try to be very transparent in my newsletter because we're all friends there. It's a very safe kind of community, very supportive. So try to share my experiences and help others out who are coming after me because (laughs) it's challenging. There are challenges. It's a steep curve, huh? It, it, it's a steep, <laughs> steep, steep curve. Yes. So and you like know what? Hike. I published a book before, but uh, Don't Drink the Bathroom Water, but I had help with the publishing part of it. And um, I, I that was good. <laughs> it sounds I, like you I miss it, Robin. <laughs> desperately. Desperately. Desperately, Joa, please send help. Send help. <laughs> but yeah, it does. Aww. It is one of those things where you feel like I survived. Yes, that's what I was going to say. But you did it. You know, you did it. And that's what matters. Sometimes it doesn't look as pretty, you know, while yeah. you're doing it. But dang it, you did it. You know, you accomplished that. You're a warrior. You finished. Yay! Yeah. And now you get to do it again. So, and again and again. Woo! You know? <laughs> And I, I really do think it will get better and it will get easier, you know, the more repetitions you do. So 
here is cheers for all your repetitions that you'll be doing. And thank you. You what, what are we toasting with, Joa? <laughs> I am toasting with coffee. No Baileys yet. I'm waiting for my husband. Okay. Then maybe we'll have mimosas. There you go. My <laughs> husband made me celebratory pancakes this morning, and oh. I thought of you. Joe would love this. Yes. Are you kidding yes. me? So I'm a pancake person. Oh, I need to order pancakes, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, if you need a Christmas present idea for Joa, a pancake maker, I don't know if such a thing exists, but a pancake maker is the right idea. Yes, right up there. Yeah, right up there. <laughs> Yeah, I need to put yeah. it in the, my Amazon wish list so that way. Yeah, well, you should, Joe. Waffle maker, you know, you know, you should. Yeah. Joe, have you shared anything in your panas recently on your website? Which has your website name changed? Yes, all? it did. Tell what, the was it, yeah, was it in the last episode that we talked about about the dreaded? Yes, yeah. <laughs> The dreaded hyphen. The dreaded hyphen. And you all need to listen to the previous episode and robbing, gasping, <gasps> the dreaded hyphen. And that was like, it just, it kind of clicked. Um, not because that was the first time I heard it, but because it finally clicked when she said it, you know, that um, having that hyphen there is just going to make it harder for people to reach me. And in this day and age with the technology and then the ease and access, if we make something harder for people to access and they just going to let up and not access it. So I took the dreaded hyphen out. Mind you, I don't have any uh, much of the technology knowledge and all of that, but I do have my own blog and Bluehost hosts my blog on WordPress. And um, what I did, Robbing, and I feel bad about this, but hey, that's their job. And they did a great job at it. I got on the chat and I, I contacted three different people, um, you know, back to back to back as I got this done. And um, throughout all those chats and all those conversations, what happened was they ended up taking my hyphen out, um, changing my URL name and setting me up for a lifetime of Backups. So in case something happened, I have a backup of my website and all of that without me doing anything because I am incapable of um, doing all that technological stuff. Thank you, Bluehost. <laughs> I, you're not in. Okay. You are not <laughs> incapable. You set up your website to begin with. I did. Yes, I did. Back yeah. in like so you're good. Yeah. But you were just smart. You did it the most expeditious way. So good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. So do smarties. tell us, tell us your current URL as it is today and going forward. Okay. So as it is today is www.haveacupofjohani.com. No hyphens in there at all. All one word together. Have a cup of Johanny, J-O-H-A-N-N-Y. Have a cup of Johanny. It's very clever. And I like <laughs> that you put the coffee cup in your logo. I just love all that. <laughs> yes. Cup of Johanny. Yes. I love it. I did I my designing it. in Canva, by the way. So, yeah. Oh, you're a Canva master. I'm you a are a Canva master. You yes. really are. Yes, yes. I am not, but that's okay. That's I okay. have other things I'm sure I can do something. 
<laughs> no, I have other talents. I have other talents. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Friends, mm-hmm. it is time for Robin and Joa to save the world. One book and go by related by murder, please, by Robin Castle. One book at a time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.